0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the Wood Talk Weekend Show. It's time to unbutton those pants, crack open a fresh grape soda, and let the
1: soothing sounds of Mark, Shannon, and Matt caress your earholes. Yeah, baby. It's the Wood pants Talk are, Weekend Show. Pants are off. <laughs> pants are coming off. I got my grape soda ready, though it looks like a coffee, actually. <laughs> it is Wood <laughs> Talk number 366 for March 17th, 2017. And on today's show, we're going to answer a question from a, a person named Paige. And Paige wrote in, and asked us a pretty cool question we thought we'd ponder, and he says, when have you bought a tool that was way overkill for the task at hand, just because if uh, you wanted the nicer one? For example, I'm planning to buy a Makita electric chainsaw, close neighbors, and I hate gasoline, for two to three times the cost of a common homeowner's saw that would work fine for maybe the six times that I use it over the next decade. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about this pre-show, and I can't find anything specific, and you know why? Because almost everything that I buy for the shop is more than I actually need. <laughs> right? I mean, it could, could I get by with a less powerful oh, table man. saw? Absolutely. Lathe. Like, it's the lathe. Well, okay, that's, that's probably the best example of what I'm talking about. Even, I mean, even down to my truck. Do I need a truck that has as you know many horses as this one has? No, I can get away with something less, but I, I do overbuy. It just about everything in my life. Absolutely.
0: As I'm looking at the 900 light LED, what, three LED panels
1: hanging in the background there? <laughs> well, that's just, or, the, that's just what you can see. Over it. I've got one, two, three, four, I got a total of five now see it, 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 what the what the
0: listeners don't know is i texted mark and matt a while ago and say you know what i'm finally going to jump into this led panel thing <laughs> mark peppers me with questions for a week and i finally go you know what i really like the led panel thing suddenly mark has 12 of them that are seven times the size of the led panel that i bought yeah so it's not a matter of overkill for mark it's just about showing people up. That's what it's keeping it up with down. the Joneses.
1: yeah i mean uh it's it's what you got to do But, I mean, seriously, and if I'm being honest with myself, this is what I do. I have a TV that's way bigger than it needs to be. You know, I could see a smaller TV, but I wanted the bigger TV. I like things big. I don't even live in Texas, and I want things to be big. So what he's saying, people, is he's compensating. I must be, right? I didn't need a full arm of tattoo. I could have just had, like, you know, a spot, but I had to get a full arm done.
2: Oh, that's the best one. That's the best one so
1: far. (laughs) So, I mean, it, you guys, the same thing. Matt, you've got a giant jointer. Now, it, it's handy. You use it. Yeah. It's very helpful to have. But could you get by with a smaller one?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's techniques that I use all the time for jointing stuff wider than my 12-inch jointer because I do that actually a lot more commonly than I thought I would when I bought the 12-inch jointer. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, this should be good for anything I could ever ever want to joint. I don't mm-hmm. know how many times I have to join stuff wider than that still. So, yeah, I could do an 8-inch or a 6-inch and just use the same techniques that I use now. For jointing stuff is 14 inches wide or whatever. Right,
0: right. Yep. Yeah. I got, Just got the same thing. Got a twenty inch planer and a hand tool shop. There right,
2: right.
1: Well, and how about <laughs> but, maybe not be a specific tool, but how about how many saws you have, the quantity of saws you have. Do you need all those? You're gonna yes. say yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. If one gets dull, <laughs> it can swap to the next one. That's right. Uh, you
0: see you see the funny thing about the hand tool thing is I actually don't think I have that many. Because when I look around and I see most of the people on the internet that have boxes and boxes of hand planes and saws. Now, granted, none of them are tuned up and restored. And it's always like, I got to get to that someday. My tool set at least is optimized now. So, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of saws, but I actually can say I use just about all of them. Back yeah. saws, maybe not so much. I've got a bunch of ancillary backsaws, And some of that is because manufacturers have sent them to me. But um, yeah, like I don't have that many hand planes. But go to, you know, like the Unplugged Woodworker Facebook group and there's guys with like walls of hand planes. So, yeah, I don't feel that bad. But but,
1: but could you get by with less?
0: Yeah, I could. Okay. Absolutely. I definitely don't need the 36 inch Scott Meek joiner plane that I own.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. But it was really useful when it came to <clears throat> jointing the sides of that bed that I made. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that made sense. But just like, um oh, I just forgot who asked the question like our chainsaw guy um, who will maybe use that chainsaw six times over the next five years. I will probably use that 36 inch joiner six times over the next five years, but man, it's good at its job when I need it. You know, (laughs) it's like my, my 20 inch planer. I figured kind of like Mark, like you're saying, you know, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to go, I'm at the point in my woodworking where I knew that I wanted to have a planer. I've worked without a planer for a while. I don't need to prove that I can flatten boards anymore. If I'm going to buy one, Hey, go big or go home, you
1: know, (laughs) 20 inches. Why not? I I think this is the byproduct of prosperity. You know, when you have a choice and you have a budget to get something a little bit nicer. uh, Yes, you could do without it. But does this make it more fun? Does it make it more interesting? Does it give you better results? If those things Mm -hmm. are all there, you check those off the list, then then that's why you do that. And I guess, you know, if it's not in the budget, then you don't. Well, I mean, from a slightly different
0: perspective, um, like, getting tool overkill when I really didn't need it. I mean, there's like buying a more, a bigger capacity tool. That's one thing, but I have a sliding dovetail plane. It was made by uh, Phil Edwards of Philly planes over in the UK. Mm -hmm. Totally unnecessary. (laughs) Like I've been cutting sliding dovetails for years without a sliding dovetail plane, but it was like, you know what? That would be cool. And that's really the whole reason I have it. That would be cool. And it works great, but it's like, It's actually less efficient than the way I was cutting sliding dovetails before. It's cool and it's fun, but I could cut them faster if I just used the saw and the chisel like I was doing before. So there's a good example of tool overkill. Not only is it tool overkill, it's tool unnecessary kill.
1: Yeah. I'll give you one specific, one very specific one. Um, The new concepts coping saw
0: Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yes. A coping saw. Specifically the coping saw. The front saw I'll fight you on.
1: Okay. That one's necessary. Okay. Coping saw, totally (laughs) unnecessary. Yeah. For the amount that it gets used and what it gets used for, the amount of quality and engineering that's built into that saw is a thousand percent unnecessary. But. But it's cool. It's so cool looking. (laughs) (laughs) So, Matt, do you have any specifics that you could uh,
2: think about? Uh, My number four, bronze. I would say is hmm. totally unnecessary and overkill because I had a vintage number four that works absolutely fine mm-hmm. that I've used for years. Mm-hmm. Number four just feels the bronze is you know it feels so much better. I think all my Lee Nielsen purchases have been that way. They've all replaced vintage tools that I already have that already work fine, but there's just something about that Lee Nielsen. And you're like, <laughs> I've made it. You just feel good using it. You look good I feel using, good it, using too. it. I'm actually like seriously contemplating for real replacing my number eight with Lee Nielsen just mm-hmm. because for no reason other than, I don't know, maybe it feels a little bit nicer. Maybe it's maybe the adjustments a little smoother because it's not made to a little bit nicer standards than the yeah. one I have right now, but they would functionally exactly. the same.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, but I, I feel like Lee Nielsen actually, I mean, maybe it's the thickness of the blade. Maybe it's just the more modern manufacturer of it. I feel like they actually work a little bit better.
2: Than well, even a highly
0: tuned vintage Maybe they Stanley.
2: do, but it's very marginal. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, it no might question. be a very
1: small difference.
0: <laughs> but but I'm in the same boat as you, Matt. I have a number two Stanley that I've tuned up. It works fantastic. I'm actually contemplating buying a <laughs> replacing it with a number two. The worst part is, is the number two is quite expensive. I actually would have saved money if I bought the Lee Nielsen one. How stupid is that? Gonna say, I was going to say <laughs> I mean, those are like two hundred and eighty, three hundred dollars on the vintage market, and I think Lee Nielsen sells it for like two seventy
2: five. Oh man, those have even more collector value to them. That's why. <laughs> but but you know you could go.
0: I could. Gosh, you want to talk elitist when when you say your your Lee Nielsen number four is the uh, the plane that you've replaced with a more. I've got a couple of smoothers that it's like yeah I didn't really need that because my Lee Nielsen number four does all the work you know I have a gorgeous Scott Meek smoother that is fantastic but I you know I, I also have a Veritas one with like a what is it? A 38 degree bevel up blade that there is no wood that is so figured that I need that plane <laughs> to do it. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> lead number four does a great job of controlling tear out on that, you know? And if it doesn't, my card scraper does, I don't need that, you know, heavily dense, uh, Veritas thing with a higher angle blade to, to cure my tear out issues, right. but it's cool. You know,
1: I've got a good example right here in my hand. Those who are watching live can see it. This is a elk head tools, <laughs> Phillips head screwdriver. (laughs) This is a $95 screwdriver. How's that? More
0: now because it's got a Cocoa Blow handle.
1: That's true, Uh, right?
0: That's Scythe's protected. Yeah. Uh,
1: This was not something I purchased. This was a gift from Elkhead Tools. It is an absolute work of art, but it's a flipping screwdriver that costs $95.
0: (laughs) I I have the same set and full disclaimer. It was a gift, but... I also have a Mesquite-handled one that was not a gift. Okay.
1: <laughs> I went back because I liked
0: the screwdriver so much, and I needed a, I needed a smaller one, so I went back and
1: bought well, one. Well, I mean, I got to say, when I reach for a screwdriver, this is the one I'm going for. I mean, it feels huh. – it's like – and it's so st- stupid because of what the operation actually is. It's just a screwdriver. Right. But it, if you're going to pay this much money, it sure as hell better be. Like the most amazing thing to hold in your hand, the balance is great. Just the contour of this handle is absolutely perfect, and it's stunning to look at. So, and that's all there, but it's still a ninety-five dollar screwdriver doing the job yeah. of what a free screwdriver that you found in the gutter <laughs> will be able to do just as well. Right? <laughs> kind of like um, kind of like uh, thread taps, you know. Just you like thread taps, just a, you can, <laughs>
0: Any you can tap buy <laughs> just a you know a set.
1: Any thread on tap eBay. will do.
0: From you know, Harbor Freight, twelve dollars totally from agree. Korea somewhere, You're or right. you could buy the Wood Whisperer
2: thread tag <laughs> for one hundred and thirty dollars. Oh, I'm so glad and, it was you who went there. And not. please
1: <laughs> join us in uh, in creating excess for no reason. Uh,
2: I like that. But
0: you know what? I mean, that's one of the that's the defining element of being a hobbyist. Yeah. I think you know, and and even though I a substantial part of my income comes from this, you know, that's. That's fine. I'm still not making furniture for a living. And I know a few professional furniture makers that are the same way that, you know, you splurge because this is the stuff you work with day in and day out. And, you know, you want a little bit of bling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of workbench bling, a little bit of a hand tool bling. Yeah,
1: that's fine. And this isn't a matter of survival here. You know, it's not like we we're a lot of what we do. Like you're saying, it's it's got that hobbyist. Even for Matt and I, uh, our job is the content. And the woodworking is still the thing that we find fun and purely enjoy for what it is, which means, you know, if we throw a little bit of extra money to make it even more fun for us, that's part of, of what, you know, gets us excited about what we do, you know. But it, it's yeah. so I, I don't. it's
0: the same reason that, you know, I've got a 32 inch flat screen in my shop, you know, exactly. I've got a, an authentic piece of Spider Man artwork hanging on the wall in my shop, you know,
2: because yeah. it's my clubhouse. That's right. You know, got to have it. Oh, show. All right. Well, and I think the way, that's going to... Go ahead. Sorry, I winded, I said, Going off what of you said, Mark, so the, the way that I see a lot of things, like when I'm buying like these hand tools or whatever, a lot of what I do is like people ask me like, is it worth buying this first or is it what is this like? Like if I don't buy these things and have them in my shop for my own use, I can't answer those questions very yep. well. Yeah. So it's just like I got to spend that money to have that knowledge because people come to me for that that kind of stuff. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And that's the, the, the kind thing of where... Go ahead, go ahead, Shannon. No, I was just going to say, it's kind of
0: funny because walking into this question, it was like, ooh, I don't know what to pick and now I can't not think of things.
1: <laughs> Everything. It's all, it all falls under that category. <laughs> My Veritas shooting plane, that's a great example right there. Yeah. Uh, that's how, uh, you know, we're, we're in a little too deep, I think is the problem yeah. here. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up here and I guess uh, you guys have a great weekend and we will catch you next time.